The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. Billions of people around the world celebrate Christmas. Many observe the day seriously with a religious meaning. Others just enjoy the vacation time and seek their own pleasure. At Christmas time, the usual traditions and decorations seem to be everywhere. Christmas trees, gift giving, reindeer, holly wreaths, mistletoe, and the nativity scene. Santa Claus is a popular tradition, but also very visible for many weeks before Christmas are the sales and promotions that make Christmas the biggest commercial season of the year. Most people believe the tradition that Jesus was born on December 25th. But could all the commercialization and tradition actually distract us from the real meaning and the real purpose of Jesus' birth? My friends, the Bible reveals the in-depth meaning for the Messiah's first coming, though many overlook that awesome message. What is the missing message that many professing Christians overlook at this time of year? Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all our friends around the world. Billions of people around the world are right now enjoying a vacation at this season of the year. We all enjoy a holiday. It seems our annual calendar is filled with special days. Some are secular, and of course there are many religious holidays or holy days depending on one's faith. Chances are that you right now are spending extra time with your loved ones. Perhaps you were stressed trying to buy gifts for friends and family, especially during a recession. Businesses depend on this shopping season for profit and survival. But did Christ intend for families to focus on commercialization? Did relatives exchange gifts at the birth of Jesus? Or did the Magi give gifts to Jesus for some other reason? Do we really understand the meaning of Christ's birth? And are we distracted by some traditions that even have a pagan origin? And what do holly wreaths, yule logs, and mistletoe have to do with the birth of Christ? My friends, you need to understand the biblical message that millions are missing at this time of year. Why was Jesus born? What was his destiny? How does his mission relate to you and me? How does the second coming affect your future and mine? We'll answer those questions on today's program. And we'll be offering you an amazing free booklet that will give you biblical understanding about Christ and His church and the true biblical holy days many Christians are observing in our day. It's titled, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. What festivals did Jesus and the apostles observe? Did they observe Christmas? This inspiring free booklet will reveal the meaning of the biblical holy days and festivals observed by Jesus and the apostles. You need this exciting, informative free booklet. You need to read about these New Testament festivals in your own Bible. Just request our inspiring free booklet, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. 
Billions of professing Christians around the world observe Christmas, some with a deeply religious feeling. Other non-Christians keep it as a secular holiday. They think of it as vacation time, just like any other holiday. But there's another tradition at this time of year. Some call it shop until you drop. The retail sector of our economy certainly looks forward to the Christmas gift-giving season. Christmas spending goes up when the economy is strong and falls when the economy is weak. It has been that way for decades. Back in 1970, Time magazine looked for the cause of declining Christmas spending. What was the answer? Uncertainty, said John Coulter, an official of Chicago's Association of Commerce and Industry. Not only about jobs, but also about prices. Unfortunately, one of the easiest times to save money is around Christmas. And that's from the Christmas Consumer as Scrooge, Time Magazine, December 28, 1970. What was true in 1970 is even more true today. Yes, as Time reporter Frank Pellegrini put it, when the going gets tough, Americans apparently shop fast, late, and cheap. That's from Time Magazine, December 26, 2001. That's what happened at Christmas 2008. The American economy had plummeted into decline after several years of prosperity. Stephanie Rosenblum reported, Consumer traffic at American retail stores declined 23.7% and sales fell 5.3% from a year earlier. As concerns about the economy and snowstorms kept many shoppers at home, said ShopperTrack, a U.S. research company. Meanwhile, the British Retail Consortium, which publishes one of the most closely watched retail sales surveys in Britain, said Thursday that retail conditions were exceptionally tough and that Britons were struggling. This month, the British Insolvency Service reported that 356 retail companies failed in the third quarter, a 39% increase from a year earlier. And that's from the New York Times, December 25, 2008. Christmas shopping has become a major sector of the economy. Is this the lifestyle and tradition Jesus Christ intended for Christians? Or have we all been deceived by unbiblical traditions? Have we all been persuaded to overspend by our commercialized mass marketing Christmas shopping season? My friends, let's admit it. The commercialization at this time of year and the distraction of questionable traditions can lead us to a carnal, selfish way of life. These distractions can tempt us toward more materialism and away from the true biblical meaning of Christ's birth. If you have your Bible, turn to the first chapter of Luke, Luke 1 and verse 30. Let's examine the history of Jesus' birth. You'll be surprised at what your Bible and history reveal about the celebration of Christmas. Just why was Jesus born? His mission and his purpose have often been overlooked by the secular celebrations at this time of year. What purpose was revealed to Mary, Jesus' mother? Luke 1 and verse 30. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob, listen to this, and of his kingdom there will be no end. The angel Gabriel told Mary that Jesus was to be a king. 
He was born to be a king of a kingdom that would never end. About 30 years later, Jesus began his full-time ministry. He began preaching a special gospel. Turn in your Bible to the book of Mark, Mark 1 and verse 14. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. My friends, millions of professing Christians have overlooked the true gospel that Jesus preached. He will return to this earth as the king over all nations on earth. The angel Gabriel proclaimed in Luke 1, verse 33, of his kingdom, there will be no end. Will that kingdom come to this earth soon? What other exciting developments are part of the missing message? We'll continue with the good news of that missing message in the next part of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you an inspiring free booklet that describes the true biblical holy days and festivals. It's titled, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. Be sure to write down the phone number to request your free copy. The coming of the Messiah was a great event. Christians of the first century knew the prophecies of the Messiah's coming, but they did not observe Christmas. Why? This inspiring booklet will give you the answer. Be sure to request this inspiring free booklet titled, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. This booklet will not only reveal what New Testament holy days we should be observing, but it will give you insight and understanding of humanity's future and ultimate destiny. My friends, let's understand. Jesus and the apostles observed the biblical festivals. What were these festivals? Let me give you an example of a true biblical holy day. Have you ever observed the day of Pentecost? The New Testament apostles did. Acts 2, verse 1. Now when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. That's when the New Testament church began. You can read how thousands were converted on the day of Pentecost. Why were they observing the day of Pentecost? because it was one of the annual holy days commanded in the Bible. As the NIV Study Bible states, quote, Pentecost is also called the Feast of Weeks, Deuteronomy 16.10, the Feast of Harvest, Exodus 23.16, and the Day of Firstfruits, Numbers 28.26. The early New Testament church observed Pentecost as one of God's holy days. Christians celebrated the biblical pattern of holy days observed by Jesus and the apostles. But they did not observe days like Christmas and Easter. Why? You'll find the answer in our free booklet, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy. Just ask for the booklet on The Holy Days. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write to us at one of our regional addresses. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine. 
full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we saw that commercialization and pagan traditions of the Christmas season cloud the true meaning of Jesus' birth. Millions are missing the message of the Messiah. Remember what the angel told Mary. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. The angel Gabriel announced that Jesus was to rule a kingdom that would never end. Jesus himself preached the gospel, the good news of the coming kingdom of God. Now, let's consider the truth of when Jesus was born and the visit of the Magi. Turn in your Bible to the account of Jesus' birth in Luke 2, verse 8. Joseph and Mary had traveled back to Bethlehem for the census mandated by Caesar Augustus. The city was crowded, so Joseph and Mary had to find alternative accommodations. Jesus was born in Bethlehem and placed in a manger or a feeding trough. Notice the setting and the time of the year. Was Jesus born in December on Christmas Day? It may be surprising to some, but we can be sure he wasn't. Luke 2 and verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Again, most Bible scholars plainly admit that shepherds were not in the field in December. The cold, rainy season began long before December 25th. You can check most reputable Bible commentaries. Jesus was probably born in late September or early October, near the time of an important biblical festival, the Feast of Trumpets. We'll touch on that later in the program. My friends, why do we so often accept traditions and teachings without checking up on them? Some of our concepts and ideas don't really agree with the Bible. Let's notice one other popular misconception. Turn in your Bible to Matthew 2 and verse 1. Many people think that the wise men came to celebrate Jesus' birth. They think the Magi, the wise men from the east, were at the manger presenting their gifts. But shockingly, this event was months later after Jesus' birth. Matthew 2, verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. Was Jesus still in the manger, as some traditions teach? No, he was not. Matthew 2, verse 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures... They presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These presents were not birthday presents. They were presents to honor a great king. Now, when was this presentation? How old was Jesus when the Magi visited him? We can get some idea of the outside limit of Jesus' age. After the wise men left the Holy Land, King Herod was enraged. You can read about that in verse 16. King Herod wanted to know exactly the time determined by the wise men. 
Then Herod proceeded to kill all the boys from two years of age and under. By the time the wise men visited Jesus, the gospel writer Matthew refers to him as a child, not as a baby, and he is in a house, not a manger. The NIV Study Bible comments about this visit by the wise men. Quote, Contrary to tradition, the Magi did not visit Jesus at the manger on the night of his birth, as did the shepherds. They came some months later and visited him as a child in his house. The true biblical account of events is quite different from the traditions of the season. Again, my friends, do you see the exciting purpose for the Magi's visit? Why did they give Jesus gifts? They came to visit a king, the king of the Jews. Do you consciously, even right now, think of Jesus, your Savior, as your king? The Messiah, Jesus Christ, is now preparing to return to this earth as king of kings and to establish world peace. He is the prince of peace. My friends, can you imagine a world of peace? Can you imagine peace and prosperity among all nations when Christ establishes his kingdom on earth? Picture the soon coming kingdom of God on earth. Think of the nations of Asia sending representatives to the world capital in Jerusalem. Nations in Africa, South America, Australia, New Zealand, and all over Europe will send ambassadors to Jerusalem. The prophet Zechariah proclaims the time when all nations will observe religious festivals in Jerusalem, particularly in the autumn during the Feast of Tabernacles. Zechariah 14, verse 16. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. The holy days and festivals reveal God's awesome and loving plan of salvation for all peoples on earth. One of those holy days pictures the time when God will announce the end of this age and the beginning of Christ's government over all nations. It's called the Feast of Trumpets. Actually, Jesus was born about that time of the year in the autumn, as we demonstrated earlier in this program. My friends, the only way the world will ever experience lasting peace among nations is by Christ establishing world peace and teaching the nations how to live in peace. The world must learn the way to peace. It does not know the way to peace. As the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 3, verse 17, The way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. During the millennium, Christ and the saints will teach the nations to love God and to love their neighbors. Notice this inspiring prophecy in Isaiah 2 and verse 3. Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Today, nations are warring against nations. World War III will envelop the whole world in a conflagration that must be stopped by the King of Kings. The nations will gather at Megiddo and prepare to fight Christ at his coming. That battle is referred to as Armageddon, or as it states in Revelation 16:14, the battle of that great day of God Almighty. The nations will lose that war. Christ will rule all nations on earth. Thank God 
that Christ was born to be the king over the whole world. The seventh trumpet of Revelation 11.15 will announce to the world that the nations now belong to the king of kings. These future events are revealed in God's annual holy days and festivals. My friends, let's understand. Jesus and the apostles set us an example in observing biblical festivals and holy days, not pagan days and traditions with a Christian name. To help you in your study of the biblical holy days, I'd like to offer you this inspiring free booklet, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. This booklet will give you the historic and biblical references for true Christian festivals and holy days. In the center is a chart that outlines the major biblical festivals. These biblical festivals will reveal even deeper meaning for God's plan of salvation. You need this booklet, so pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy of The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. There's no cost or obligation. Just ask for the booklet on The Holy Days. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write to us at one of our regional addresses. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Dozens of prophecies foretold the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. He was born to be a king of a kingdom with no end. He will come again soon, perhaps in the lives of most of you. The time is getting short, and we need to prepare for the second coming. We need to pray, your kingdom come. My friends, let's understand. Jesus was not only the king, but he is also our savior. Remember the Samaritan woman whom Jesus met at the well? Many Samaritans came to hear him speak. And what was their reaction? John 4, verse 42. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Yes, Christ is Savior of the world. Those who have deeply repented of their sins and those who have given their lives to God in faith can be forgiven of their sins. Many of you are regular viewers of tomorrow's world. If you have studied your Bible, if you've proved to yourself that you should follow Christ and the apostles and New Testament Christianity in observing the biblical holy days, Sabbaths, and festivals, I invite you to counsel with one of our ministers. We have representatives in many regions around the world. You may have come to the place in your life where you want to change your life significantly, and give your life to Christ. Just call the number on the screen and request ministerial counseling. You can also write to one of our regional offices listed in Tomorrow's World magazine, or you can contact us on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. 
My friends, let's realize that Jesus Christ paid for the sins of the world. He paid for your sins by his shed blood. We can rejoice knowing that our Savior is alive today. Notice this awesome truth in Romans 5 and verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Yes, our faith, our confidence is in the living Jesus Christ. The commercialization and false trappings of this season can distract us from the real meaning of Jesus' birth. He was born to be the Savior of the world. He was born to rule the earth as the Prince of Peace and as King of Kings. My friends, let's look forward to the return of Jesus Christ to this earth as King of Kings. Let's look forward to the coming kingdom of God that will bring peace to all nations. Pray for the kingdom to come. Look forward to Jesus' return as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Christ and the saints will rule the world for a thousand years, as it states in Revelation 20, verses 4 through 6. Look forward to a new world of peace and prosperity. All nations will have the opportunity to produce sustainable agriculture, abundant fruits, vegetables, and grains. Christ will stabilize the weather to bring rain in due season. Children will play in the streets in peace, as it tells us in Zechariah 8, in verse 5. The nature of animals will become peaceable, as it tells us in Isaiah 11 and verse 6. Ambassadors from all nations will come to Jerusalem to keep the Feast of Tabernacles and to worship the King, Jesus Christ. That's in Zechariah 14, verse 16. We are moving quickly toward the end of this violent age. And we're moving quickly toward the dawn of tomorrow's world, the peaceful millennial reign of Jesus Christ on earth. Thank God his kingdom is coming. That is the missing message. Be sure to request your free copy of The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. You'll learn how Jesus, the apostles, and the New Testament church observed the biblical holy days and why they did not observe Christmas and other holidays. The first century New Testament church observed such festivals as Pentecost, the Feast of Tabernacles, and the New Testament Passover. Many New Testament Christians are observing the same holy days Jesus and the apostles observed. This exciting free booklet shows how God's holy days reveal an awesome future when all nations will learn the way to world peace under the kingdom of God on earth. Be sure to request your inspiring free copy, The Holy Days, God's Master Plan. And be sure to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. Roderick Meredith and I will continue to discuss significant issues relevant to your life and your future. The Bible gives answers to the most perplexing and challenging questions we face in the 21st century. We invite you to join our colleagues, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will also share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the prophecies of tomorrow's world. We look forward to being with you next week right here at this same time. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.